All right. We oh, I just heard something open. We are live on thepointofthings.com. I am verifying our audio. Let's see. Maybe we're live. I don't know. No, well, no worries. Anyway, all right. I think we're live at thepointofthings.com. And uh, stand by. Here we go. This is The Point of Things with George Capalbo and Tom Shattuck. And here they are, serving you safely with superlative radiophonic audio discourse. Tom Shattuck and George Capalbo. Okay. George, Thomas, how are you? I'm good. So, George, we've got a, a crisis situation. Uh oh, what's happening? Hmm. Can you hear me all right? By the way, no, I'm I can using hear earbuds. I, I can because... hear you just fine. You sound wonderful. No good. Are you on computer? Or are you on your, to get a little? Let's go behind the scenes and pull back well, the curtain. Are you on? It's funny. You should computer ask or are you on Comrex? You sound wonderful. I am on Comrex because. When you were here, we put all the KIGI uh, we did uh, backbone stuff onto a computer, and it worked wonderfully, and it was wonderful and great. And uh, just two weeks ago, a boy child spilled uh, oh! hot cocoa on my Mac oh! and filled it up with hot cocoa. Oh, that's not good. No, it is dead. So now, you know, I got three Macs from the old company. Now I'm down right. to one. Oh. This new Mac doesn't have your stuff on it. Oh, we could we could fix that. But you know, to be honest, I think the Comrex is a better device. It's gonna sound better. Yeah. It's it's more electrically sound. You won't have a buzz or uh, anything and it's and, and uh, my technology is designed to work with that. I agree with you, George. I just don't. The, just it just feels wrong that I'm unplugging XLR cable and moving it a foot and replugging it in. <laughs> that's just feels that's like the I'm way radio is. That's the way the Lord made radio designed to be done with XLR cables and wire and copper and and uh, radio frequencies, right? Uh, but alas, George, we've got uh, ourselves a scandal. Ah, uh, go for it. Well, I got something in the mail last week oh. from the state of Massachusetts, uh oh, United States. That's never America. a good thing. That's never a good thing. Well, it was a uh, just an update saying, just so you know, <clears throat> yeah. you've been getting your payments for this long, and you'll be getting them for this long into uh -huh. 2021. <clears throat> and it was full unemployment plus oh. COVID. Oh, wait a minute. Payments. Do you need this? Are you well, entitled for this? Remember, George, it said you have been getting. You've been getting. So, but have you been getting? Uh, no. So <laughs> I would thought, think That's not. Interesting. Within a couple of days ago, so that was interesting. That's kind of odd. So th then a couple of days ago, a friend of mine said, who who has roughly the same job as me, and we all got pay cuts, and he got a pay cut too. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. And he said, well, it's all right. But he said, uh, by the way, for my pay cut, I applied for COVID stuff through the state. Yeah. Like they'll give you some money to tide you over. And he said, and um and I got it and I'm getting it now and I said really we, I think you make too much for that I can't get that and he said oh. no no you can it's it's there you'll get a, you'll get you'll get approved for it oh I said wow that's incredible so uh, my wife um, because it takes forever oh she she went and applied of course so she, she did went, no 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 so she called a couple of days ago yeah. um, the state of Massachusetts right and you know of course they're way. They, they're getting like 30,000 calls a day. Oh, it's too, gosh, I'm sure. too much. Yeah. So they're swamped. Right. And the, the people who answer the phones and like the general inquiry people are called tier one. 
-hmm. And then the people who take care of problems are in tier two. So anyway, she eventually gets through to somebody in tier one after waiting an hour and a half. Oh, my gosh. She says, right. And she says, uh, I would like to uh, see if my husband's eligible for unemployment. I, she said, and the person says, okay, go to the website, type in his social security number, put his name in. Yeah. And she did that. And this thing came back, this error page came back. Yeah. And they said, uh, well, okay, we're looking into, okay, we see the problem. He's already opened an account with us and has been getting what? payments for a couple of months, thousands of dollars. You've, you've been, you've been scammed. You've been, your identity's been stolen. Exactly. And oh so my gosh! Said, well, this is uh, not not true. And they said, "Well, you know what you should." They said, "Well, what you can do is we can transfer you to tier two, and they can help you with the fraud part of this and figure out what's going on." Holy so, cow! This I mean, this has repercussions. Isn't some of that taxable? And then you could oh, get totally. taxed for a Tom Shattuck that's in the shadows. Oh, totally, totally. So, oh, so the, the the people upstairs are tier two from the tier one people. So they transfer, and it just yeah. rings back, and they say, "We'll try again." Rings back, rings back, rings back, and then they transfer. Like after six times, it rings and rings and rings for like thirty six times, right? And then dial tone. <laughs> just that's it. They, you don't. And of course, so she called again. Waited an hour again. Try to get into to the fraud people. And uh, this this guy was good. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I don't expend, exhaust all your ring chances so that you get hung up on. And he said, but you should know that there's 50 of us in this office down here. And upstairs is about the same amount, maybe some less. Yeah. And he said, and he said we successfully pass maybe two tier two calls to tier two per day. So what are those guys doing crisis. upstairs? They're all just like drinking coffee assume, and relaxing? I assume they're... Left feet up on the table? Just, I assume that they're, I have no idea. I assume they're hugely understaffed. I assume the specialized training for this is whatever. Maybe these cases, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe if you get a call, it takes them all day. It takes them like 50 days to deal with it. Right. Right. Because they're dealing with tier three, maybe. Who knows? Right. But the the guy said, just so you know, it's so rare that that anybody gets up there that when somebody does, we all applaud. (laughs) As if it's like the NASA control room. Do I have applause? Hang on. Let's see. Do I have applause? I might have applause. Oh, I do. Here we go. So that's the sound. Exactly. That's the sound of the tier one office. There's applause. Successfully transferring a call to, to tier two. Right. <clears throat> so today, um, today finally she got on to tier two. Mm-hmm. And there was great applause. George, go ahead and you can hit the button. All right, hit the button. Here we go. It's not really funny the second time, though. I don't think. No. Right? It might be it unexpected. Was a barn burner the first time. Yeah, it was, and now it just it sort a... of is stupid. <laughs> so anyway, All right, so you're on tier to... two. Right, and tier two, eventually, they try to transfer us to somebody else, a special fraud person. Tier the... three. You probably that get the exhausts... governor. The governor's probably tier three. Right. Right? That exhausts in Rotaluck. So yeah. that's how that happens, and so we're trying to follow up on whatever. So somebody has grabbed my social security card, known my address, and... Oh my God! And is uh, collecting, doing very well, by the way. Who knew? Because they've collected well, full unemployment, as if I was let go. Okay, so now let me ask you this: So have have you been? Has Alice been panicking and checking every other possible thing to see if anyone's opening credit cards and all the stuff? The standard kind of uh, things that happen yes, when there's identity theft. She has theft. been now, and remember, I did lose my wallet a couple of months ago. Oh, so, is your social security card in there? I don't think I have my I don't social think security so. card. No, I lost that in like eighty one. Yeah, I lost episode. that like in the sixties. 
probably but, probably eight. I mean, it, it probably helps, right. or who knows? You know, they. I mean, there wasn't even a license in there. Actually, it's. I don't know. That is there wasn't all that much stuff in there. Yeah. So you Maybe have to track this down. So. Hmm. So this is an ongoing story. We may cover ongoing this in the story. future. Yeah. Exactly. So who could it be? Who could George? it be? I mean, we've had construction happening here for yes seven months. Okay, so we have to trace your steps. Where did you go with your wallet? Where did you lose your wallet? That's oh, the that's first who knows. We don't know. We thought that was a oh, long. All right. Time. So, but was it? Uh, it was a month it was ago. Yeah, I went to Newburyport. Okay, so I went to Newburyport. I went to a spirits in wine store, and you sat down. No, no, no. I don't know that day exactly how it happened, but I mean that was that was probably it the fell last out. Time. Or, or, oh, or but the, what, are there pickpockets in Newburyport? I would doubt it. And also, doesn't seem like um, that kind of town, does it? Right. And also, my um, it's also the possibility you know I have two sons, two little sons, and either yeah. of them could just grab it and just throw it in the toilet, or, or it doesn't. <laughs> it's, they, it would it's not out with be the, surprising. It's out with the guinea hens. It's in the right. under the under the the stuffing that the guinea hens sit on are the chickens, right? Uh, right. How's that going, by the way? I think I saw a picture online of of uh, very nice straight chicken wire mm-hmm. with your chickens behind them. I was very, That's I was great. very impressed. The, those guys are great. The chickens are great. They're not bad at all. I can't wait. They're still hanging in the coop and in the chicken yeah. run, which is the outside section. And Dave them out there, and Pepper, Dave looking really cute. Pepper's interested. And the chickens? probably has this look that he wants to play with him. Yeah. Dave wants to devour them. Is, <laughs> Dave just kills them. <laughs> definitely, he's locking on and pacing back and forth along the thing, and like going. He wants to kill them. When I met him, he's he very sweet, but he has kind of a good fellas kind of little charm to him that he could just yes. go off at any moment. And just there's yes. death and blood and destruction. Yeah, and he has killed previously. So. Jack Russell Terrier, black face, white body that yeah. he is, but very yes. sweet. To me, yeah, he anyway. loves people. He just wants yeah. to sit in your lap and yeah. wants to... <clears throat> Makes me so want a dog more, by the way, when I visit anyone's dog. It's time, but don't be cowed into getting a, you know, loser dog. No, I'm going to get a good rescue dog. I have plans. Mm. I have plans for this. Not the pitted bull, though. Probably, I don't know. No, probably not. I mean, I, I certainly, like I said, you know, my, my history was a German shepherd, and she was just wonderful. That's a, certainly a possibility. But I think I have to meet the dog and see what it's like. Anyway, so I, but I digress. I'm sorry this has happened to you. You seem to have, you know, what was that um, Lemony Snicket's uh, unfortunate uh, series of events? This seems to be you in the last few months. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Who do we know? Thank you, George. All right, so you as the the editor of a major metropolitan newspaper, you should be able to bring some iron. You should be able to get the state to respond. You could go right to the attorney general, I would think. (laughs) <laughs> or does she hate you? I don't know. I I would. We're we're okay. I would say the governor is probably not a fan, and um, <laughs> and who knows? He has a who lot knows? of not fans right now. But um, right, yeah, right. Tough job he has right now. Of course, it is a tough job. Yeah. It is no doubt a tough job. And I think the moral of the story is that uh, New York um, was the problem. And the with your wallet or in general, assistant, yes. nursing care and assistant living places right. were the victims. And right. we didn't see that coming, apparently. In no, neither did Italy, by the way, because that's where all their deaths are as well. Yeah. Same kind of thing. It's it's a sad thing. I mean, there seems to be now, you know, now the latest wave of differing information. And also the fact that we know nothing about anything in anybody who says they do is full of shit. It's not true. Nobody knows anything. The fog of war. 
I mean, sure, I'll, I'll say that. But uh, yes, yes, actually, I guess it does make a lot of sense, too. Um, but it, nobody knew anything. Mm hmm. Now we're back to it looks like the thing can't thrive on surfaces for very long. But at then all. they it said maybe. Like then they said they're outside. not sure. Because, yeah, and my son said to me as of today last week, he said, oh, is, I just saw a CDC right. report. It doesn't thrive on surfaces. And now this right. today, yesterday, they said, oh, maybe it does. We're not sure. Right. And I think that's some lawyer. Like kids some don't, lawyer. Don't, just simply don't get it and probably don't spread it is right. a new one as well. Um, and and that um, the outside transmission is thought to be minimal, if calculable at all. Right. So is the latest one. So these are all changing. These are all changing. But what we did know the whole time is that if we lock everybody in their houses, that it will tank and destroy economies and lives. That we did know. <laughs> so as far as I'm well, I should laugh, but it's very true. It's very, right. it's a it's it's kind of the the classic gray area of life, right? There's no there's no completely right answer to this. And um, right. as, as, I, as I said concerned, to you last week. The democracy is a very, uh, very messy thing, and right now it's messy, and and the, the things are moving in the right. I think they're moving in the right direction. Things well, are opening up. We don't get up. back, and we don't lock ourselves back in the house ever again, unless the aliens attack or the, you know. <laughs> and then it wouldn't matter unless the ICBMs the are coming. Would, yeah, then it wouldn't That's matter. It. We never yeah. do this shit again. This is bull. This is bull. So, by the way, I know a guy, and he's in Jersey. If there was ever, if the missiles were ever coming in, you want to hang out with him. He would like. You know, you'd be in a vat of peanut butter wrapped in aluminum foil. So you'd do something and you'd survive. He's a, a pretty cool radio dude that I know. He's a in-computer dude from Alaska originally. From my, my fantasy sports network in New York. His name is Carl. And he's very resourceful. So um, he's been fine. He's been traveling around. He's been doing stuff. He's good. You know, he's fine. No worries on this. Not, not too nervous. Good. Yeah. But um, anyway, so by the way, I, I have a... I don't know if this is a new feature... But uh, I, have some, I have some music to go with this. So maybe you heard this story. You ready? Here we go. I get some music to go with it. So, Poland. Dateline Poland. This is a maybe a bad pandemic response. Drunk Polish, 23-year-old Polish man jumps into a tank with a bear and struggles with the bear. And that gets arrested. And, you know, what's the, uh, the immediate... The immediate thing you think of this story is, oh, the bear's going to kill the guy, right? Well, it's completely the opposite. It's an elderly bear named Sabina who was rescued from a circus, and apparently it's not the first time she's been attacked, and the bear wasn't hurt, but she's clearly, apparently was mentally stressed and growled in the water until the zookeepers came and rescued her, because this guy was, of course, drunk, so they arrested him and all that. What would make someone do that? Because you would think they'd just die. He, so you say he jumped in a tank? He jumped in. There's like a bear. I have a little audio. Let's see. Hang on. And this is, I, you know, I'm half Polish, but I can't translate. But hopefully if they're saying anything rude, we apologize. Anybody in Poland? So there's the bear standing on this. It's kind of, it kind of wants to play with the guy, actually. He's swimming around in the water in the bear pen. And there's kind of a moat with a giant granite cliff. And now the bear's trying to figure out, should I go in? Should I not go in? Should I go in? All right, I'll go in and try to play with this guy. And then the guy starts wrestling with the bear, and the bear is none too happy, and this, this poor elderly bear is not able to defend itself. But everyone's fine. The bear's just stressed out. I want to know, how do you know that a bear is stressed out? I mean, wouldn't you think if they're stressed out, they would just, you'd be dead, right? they just re they'd go to a base instinct. Yeah, I mean, I would get a little worried when they stand up. It seems like that they've, uh, yeah. they feel provoked at the time but that's a the bears are a tough one because they'll 
kill you and tear you apart, and you just got to watch it happen. So that's a that's yeah. a tough. One. I mean, that's just their nature. It's not that they're. I was happy mm. to see over the weekend this video of a like spotted leopard in Africa, or some. Did you see this? No. Dove into the water and came out with a huge crocodile in his mouth. Oh, nice! And ripped him up to, up to onto the bank and like ripped him apart. And I'm like, man, there you go. That's well, the, that's their job, right? And alligator, all those guys got to go. Mosquitoes, ticks. Fleas. So I guess I guess those big cats are kind of the top of the food chain, right? Their job is to take out things that aren't going to live, you know, or or right, or just slow things down. You would think the croc would have a chance. Yeah, you would think so. Although, I mean, if you're strong enough to manhandle something like that, and they don't do well, you know, in asymmetrical warfare, I don't think. You know, yeah, it's kind of sneak you up know, behind you, you and, and them lots over of teeth. Throw, chucking them on the land, they're like, holy crap, what the hell is this? Roger Moore, right? He ran across their heads, or his stuntman. <laughs> I loved him when I was a kid. I thought that he was your favorite Bond, wasn't he? He was, yeah. yeah. He's definitely, so I would say I'm a Sean Connery guy, mainly because I rode an elevator with him once and he's a nice guy. But uh, I didn't dis- didn't dislike Roger Moore. Just a different take, and and they were totally. He could be serious when he needed to be, but there was a there was more of um there was more of a smirk in his delivery, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He definitely was. He was definitely. I mean, the early Bond films. I don't know how necessarily if I remember that they were all full of one liners, but the or, or all that laugh a minute no, stuff. No, they were Roger they were Moore more serious. Yeah. Milking it for. Yeah, yeah, for, for, for everything, yes. But that was him. He's he's a funny guy, right? Uh, he was he was definitely a cool dude. Did not ride an elevator with Roger Moore, but uh, with the Sean Connery, I did. Yeah, I don't know if I've ridden an elevator with a famous person. Yeah, it was it but was I've... completely it was completely a random thing that was unplanned and unknown and all that stuff. And so so my dad, you know, of my dad, right? The radio engineer who who was. Uh, VP of engineering for this big company in the 70s and 80s. And and there was probably like 79, something like that. And he went to a, a conference in Geneva, Switzerland. This is a very Bond-like place. And I got to go with him, which is great. We're staying in this nice hotel called the Beau Rivage on the Lac Le Mans. And it's just beautiful down comforters and old telephones and a lot of, you know, uh, sheiks, people like lots of money. We were probably the poorest people there. So we'd gone out somewhere, and I got out of a car, and this cab pulls up in front of me, and these two people get out, and I don't really notice them, and the cab pulls away. And then I go through this revolving door, and there's a long hallway, and there are lights above it. They're just very dark. And this guy, this very tall guy, turns his head, looks to the left, and I look at him, and I look at his profile, and and it's just like I've seen every Bond film, and it's Sean Connery, but it can't be Sean Connery. What is Sean Connery? And he goes to the front desk, and he says, I'd like my key, page," And they give him his key. And then I go waiting for the elevator and the door opens. And now he's on the elevator with me and his, wa- and his wife's there, who's about five feet tall and has thick Coke bottle glasses. And, it, you know, if you didn't know who he was, let's say he was like the best plumber in the world on vacation, right? That's what it sort of looked like. He was in a polo shirt and relaxed and his wife, you know, they're in jeans. They were holding hands. They've been out for the day. And I decided I'm not going to say anything to him because I don't know him. Right? And he looks at me and smiles. I look at him and I smile. He's looking at me like, we you going to say something? And I said nothing. And then he just left on his floor and that was it. But that was my Sean Connery moment. But, um, you know, I thought it was a, he looked, he looked happy as well. He should be probably. 
How very cool. He's 6'2", Sean Connery. Correct. Which for an actor is huge. Which is big, right. And he's, he's 80 and 9 years old. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's gotten up there. Um, like we all do eventually, right? But um, and he was a very interesting cat, Sean Connery. He always said that he never, he would never wait for anybody. If somebody was late for something, like two minutes late to golf or dinner, he'd leave. He'd take off. Take off. May have been uh, a little uh, old school with the um, spousal treatment. There are some stories about him. A few people have mentioned this to me that uh, perhaps he was, um, you know, uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, the reality is of all this stuff, you don't know if any of this is true or false, unless there's a police report, right, that someone's been arrested or do something, but something anecdotal. I mean, he was the, the attention of the entire world in the 60s, and I think it drove him crazy. By the time he, the reason he quit was he just, he went, apparently went to film a movie in Japan, and there were photographers poking their camera lenses in the bathroom from a skylight while he was going to the bathroom. And so, oh, Jesus. So he just freaked out and got outside. I think he would just tell them anything. Hard to say. All I can tell you is, from my small sample size, is that they seemed very happy together and he was, he seemed, you know, they seemed very kind. So if, if did he go off and did something horrible happen? I don't know, but it didn't seem that way. He just seemed like happy guy enjoying his life. You know, he was not Bond. And, you know, I guess he had, a, he had a film career outside of that, made some good films, correct, and is now retired. But, uh, yeah, enjoying the fruits of his labor, that's what I thought, in a, in a nice hotel. Right. And it was good for him that, that there was some time, you know, you, you essentially lost him for a decade or so. Right. Um, and then he came booming back with the Untouchables and a couple other things. And he was, he was great in the Indiana Jones movie with, yeah. uh, with uh, you know, that was wonderful. But you can see why being famous, especially if you're being past your twenties. I mean, if you're if you're if you're a twenty one year old kid and you're famous, you know that's that means models and free booze and all the every and all the things you could want as a young man. You know that's everything in the world. But it just the you, being that famous and world famous, all you get are invitations to parties where you have to walk in the red carpet, probably have food. It's semi crappy. And go to these events and charity events that are photo ops for people and very vacuous people and, you know, rich glommers on who just want to talk to you and think that you're playing Sean Connery. And then you have to hang out with your PR person and do days and weeks worth of press with the same questions and the same and pretend, you know, about about stuff. And it's just there's a lot of stuff that I would never want to that I would never want. I would like all the trappings. I'd like all even the though money this is our stuff. life. These are this anybody listening. This is our, these are our lives right now. This is exactly what Tom described. No, it's not. But yeah, no, and that's why I didn't talk to him because I felt like there must be every person that doesn't know him must be talking to him, and I'm just going to leave him alone. You know, and and it yeah. was it was just kind of cool to have that happen, right? So that was my feeling. Well, that is cool. That is cool. I, I, I like that very much. So, by the yeah. way, I, I did, so it was a long weekend, so I did do some production. I've got a little sweeper. We have another topic we can talk about. Ooh. Are you ready? Here we Here go. Here we go. And this is, this is, we, this would be, um, this could be something, if we decide we're going to do breaks, I'll do more of these, okay? If we, if we ever get advertisers. Well, anybody would like to advertise with us, you can call that number, 617-500-2257, leave us a message. We'll take your money. Anyway, here we go, right? Tom Shattuck and George Capallo. The point of things. In a parallel universe, everything they say still comes out backwards. The parallel universe. Have you heard about the parallel universe? 
Uh, yeah, was that was there something in space happening? No, this was this was in Antarctica. There's apparently some NASA sensor looking for cosmic rays, and the cosmic rays are all backwards. They're coming out of the Earth instead of coming from space into the Earth. And someone postulated that, and I think that my, my feeling is to get to the punchline is that I think they just gave up. The point of this is I think it just gave up, we didn't, you know, and it's probably like a it's probably like a calibration error. It's like when our audio doesn't work right on your Comrex and we have to adjust something. But uh, they said, well, this is going completely backwards. It could be there's another universe interacting with ours where time runs backwards and somehow they've crossed, which sounds like as if there's not enough going on in the world right now in 2020. That's all we need. Right, that somehow there's some interaction with a backwards universe, <laughs> and we're all going to go back and tell. Maybe that would be good. You could go back and stop the first person with a sniffle in China from get, make them go to the doctor, make them stay home for a week, and then we'd all be at, at a baseball game now. But how would you get back? So I don't know. It, it's cool to think about, though. I mean, it would be nice if something interesting happened out there. With the government here in the last couple of weeks talking about the UFOs. That's the other one, right? So what is this is like go. the Friday night. The fr They always say they drop all the important documents they don't want anybody to really pay attention to on a Friday night. You know, we've got this UFO evidence. Let's just drop this during the height of the pandemic when everyone's panicked mm -hmm. and hiding at home. Of course, then when they'd see it. So, yes. So apparently for many years, there have been sightings by the military. To the point where they've created procedures for reporting them. And there's a couple of famous ones. One was off the coast of San Diego, and I think it's like 2004. And the other one was the mid-2010s off the East Coast, sort of South Carolina-ish uh, area, where the pilots that chase these things said, I don't know what it is, but I'd like to fly one. Where they could accelerate from zero and be at 80,000 feet in an instant or be at 80,000 feet and be three feet over the water in an instant, and they've got tracks on these, and they've got camera video, and the Navy just said, yeah, these are unidentified. They didn't say they're little green men. They said, we just don't know what they are, but this is all legit. Just so you know, these are real videos. Because a year ago, they were released by, so the, who's the guy? The, he's the lead singer or uh, guitarist for Blink-182. Was it Tom... You t you you're good at this. I I forgot his oh, name. Oh, I don't know. Tom. Yeah. Anyway, is well, he's apparently maybe? apparently yeah, he's like a UFO guy, and he he has a pile of money. So he he hired some guy that worked for the military, and they started a thing called Beyond Beyond the Stars Academy, and they released these videos they supposedly got from somewhere, and and of course at the time, it was unclear whether they're you know they're real, and the Navy sort of said there was some stuff we don't understand. Now they've officially released the full videos, which isn't much different than the stuff came out a year ago. But there's some weird stuff going on. We 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 are living. Maybe we're in the parallel universe where where all these things that are odd are going on. Here we go. I'm all for it, George. Yeah. That breaks it up a little bit. Wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't that if there was actually true evidence that there was alien life and other? Would, wouldn't that make you think about? You know, I'm not saying I go fight with this guy in this other country. There's a big universe out there. Maybe you know. My little problems. It's kind of like if you get to travel when you're a kid and you realize the kids on your block are getting in trouble aren't that important. Oh, I'm getting Who's a call. That, that is actually um, a customer, Golden State guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him back. because I, I, we, we Well, were, that's so, all right. It's about time to wrap anyway. It is about time, so I'll call him back. 27 minutes. Well, excellent, Thomas. I'm glad we got to do a show. I'm, I'm, and By the way, what did you do this weekend? Did you go to Vermont? I figured you were away. 
No, no, we had to stay around. We've got some construction happening in the house, so we've got to be around for decisions and this and that. And they're still coming up and down. They've been here since December, George. Yeah, I know what that's like. And, uh, yeah, well, I mean, these are crews of them and HVAC guys and electricians and inspectors. And, and that's hopefully great. by the end of next week, it'll all be done. So you have, like, a modern house now. The outside is beautiful. They're doing parts of the inside, which would be beautiful. They're putting in something called central air conditioning which is something adults have that now finally have, now that I'm pushing 50, finally. It's a good rite of passage. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, it's we're, getting, we're coming along here. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and we'll see. And then the newspaper could go out of business, of course, any time, and they'll just take the house from me. But uh, I hope it, not. At least, you know what? Worst case scenario, George, I'll live up in Vermont. We'll bring our chickens up. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, that's one thing we've learned from the from the Great Plague. George is that you know we can be live a parochial insular life and uh, be just fine. And I haven't been. I'm not. This thing hasn't made me unhappy like whatsoever. It's just kind of interesting, actually. And so I think it's the same with you, George. I mean, you've been a little stir crazy, and obviously you're more confined. Uh, <laughs> Always. You've got eighty-three thousand <laughs> square feet in the mansion, but. Other than that, I mean, you know, are you like depressed and glum from this? What's no, I'm not. From I'm, doing? Not, I'm not depressed. Although this weekend I decided to get out more, so I've, I got my little my little uh, mask. I have a mask. Yeah, and in fact, I have another mask. So you know, my good friend Hank Stoll's Radio Worcester. He's had masks printed up with the logo on it. So I have a Radio Worcester mask, and I've been kind of wearing my masks around. And I went to I went to uh, I went to Wegman's. I went to mm. uh, let's see where'd I go. Um, yeah, I just Hot went out. Wegmans, some... George. That's mm-hmm. an experience. That's uh, I love Wegmans. Yep, it's it's wonderful stuff. You know, fresh. I so I'll tell you the thing I missed was getting fresh vegetables every day and fresh fruit. Jesus I get a lot George, of frozen fruit. No, I love fresh. I love fresh fruit on my on my uh, yogurt or um, you know uh, oatmeal or cereal or whatever. It just it's wonderful and fresh vegetables. George, you're Polish and Italian. There's I should be eating meat. Those two things. Yes, I, raw meat, meat is the best cuisine in the. Freaking planet, it George. Is. No more vegetables. No, I love anyway. vegetables. Let's rock and roll. Come on. Alright. I did have I did have some cake, though, and I had some I had a lot of cheese. It was good. It was wonderful. It was a good it was a good weekend. I bought my barbecue grill is out. So well we'll do a barbecue. I mean, we're almost safe, right? For come on, bring the bring I the chickens down and the family and we'll have a barbecue and, and I'll introduce you to my neighbors and uh we'll have a good time. Nice. All right. I look forward to it, George. All right, good. Here we go. Good night and drive safely. A friendly reminder, no wagering allowed at our nightly guinea hen racing under the lights. (laughs) Your announcer, Felicity Humphrey Smythe. (laughs) I think you should do that. That might be a way to raise money. Guinea hen racing under the lights, right? They must, they run if they're chasing ticks. All right. I love that, George. All right. Good night. Drive safely. God bless you.